Welcome, everybody, to the Taking You Back podcast. I am your host, Headrush. Joined with me today is Will and the Mr. Tomahawk Toro, Emily. Uh, we are short Sarah today. Sarah, I know you're dealing with some stuff. We hope you feel better and hope everything goes good for you. We love you, Sarah. I'm right. We love we'll you. Take next week on some Pandorum, if you're on. Uh, Sarah did pick our uh, movie pick for next week, so... We'll try to get that one out on time, but we really don't want to record that one without Sarah. Um, these episodes are a little late, but like I said, we're uh, trying to line up four schedules, four changing schedules, and uh, we'll get them out when we can. Uh, heads up, uh, the next Midnight in the Podcast of Evil is going to be a little late. Uh, that was on purpose, though, because I feel like it's episode 10. Um, it's also a nightmare on Elm Street, which we already uh, covered, and uh, it's going to be a big one. I would like to put some real time and some effort into that one. It's probably going to be one of our longer, if not longest, episodes. So that one is coming up, but we're going to wait until we have enough time to do it right, and until we have the gang all here. So we'll get that one out as soon as we can. I know it should be dropping uh, today as we're recording this, but we'll get it out, and we'll make sure it's a good one. So stick tuned for that one. All right, so today we have episode seven, Taking You Back podcast, and we're here to talk about Pandorum. But before we get into that, let's talk about some social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Midnight Evil Pod. It's P-O-D. You can find us on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Midnight Evil Podcast. You can find us on TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Pornhub, no, I'm just kidding. Pornhub, uh, you can find us all over the place. Uh, Bill's OnlyFans, you can find us there. Of course. I'm going to have some playing in the background. It's behind the paywall, but Will's got exclusive episodes on his, on his OnlyFans there. Of course. Um, they're all about buttholes and bleaching them and how-to guides. Of course, you got to have the perfect butthole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got some news stories today. Got some good ones, we got some bad ones. The best of times, and it was the worst of times, as they say. But speaking of best of times, Will, one of your favorite shows. I mean, uh, heck, the show you built your life around, you know, because John Redcorn is your hero and savior. Oh, God. I mean, remember when you started that Big Mountain Fudge Cake, like, tribute band? (laughs) Uh, What? Well, (laughs) anime sitcom King of the Hill sounds close to a revival. Why? Guys, I don't think I've been ex- more excited about a TV show coming back. Maybe Beavis and Butthead, but King of the Hill definitely tops Beavis and Butthead. Here's the thing. I'm more... The only thing I'm really excited for to see that is if Bobby is not gay. <laughs> what about the whole Dale and uh, Boomhauer thing? You ever see the finale? Oh, I think... I, I don't know if I've seen it, but I know you told me about it. How, like, Dale... No, Boomhauer is like an FBI agent or some shit like that. I forget exactly what it is, FBI or CIA or something. Or, but he or, had a badge uh, on him. What do you call it? What's the other one? Uh, Homeland Security? One of those. He's one of yeah. the big ones. Put there at like a barbecue or something, and he puts down his wallet and opens it up, and you see the badge. <laughs> and you're like, damn, Dale was right the whole time they were watching him. No. I don't know. I want, to see... with Boom I just want to see you redemption. About being in the law enforcement, unless he was watching Dale. That is true. I wonder why... Yeah, he is kind of crazy, but like he didn't seem like the kind of guy who would blow up a supermarket. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't seem dangerous. Well, maybe he had information. Yeah, maybe he had information. Maybe he knew about aliens for real. Okay. Maybe it uh, was a cover. You know, sometimes when people discover big things, they go a little crazy. Okay. Understandably, you know. I'm but it says, uh, according to the writer, Brent Forrester, he was an AMA on Reddit, and he said that they are in hot negotiations to bring this Fox series back with all the characters aging by up to 15 years. So Bobby would be, you know, what, mid-20s, early 30s? Uh, Cotton's definitely... I wonder if Bill's <laughs> going to be alive still. I don't know. Wait, what, what about the... Um, what's, what's her name? Uh, the niece. Oh, the man? Luann, yeah, she's yeah, still. Uh, Brittany Murphy died or whatever, right? In yeah, real life, one say, they bring her back. They could change the voice, or they could just write her off, or they could kill her off, or. Well, that would suck. I don't know. I thought if they were going to kill anybody off, it'd be Bill. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I that whole you know the one character that really pissed me off the most was like John Redcorn. <laughs> solely, solely because he kept he was fucking Dale's wife, and she was just being a like she was just she had a son with him. Yeah, Dale raised this kid. I was like, yo, man. And if you remember, Dale thought it was an alien baby. <laughs> he really did. I remember that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Emily, are you excited about the potential of a King of the Hill reboot? I am so excited. I don't even have the words. Uh, what do you think, Emily? Who are you most excited to see? Like, is there a storyline you excited to see, like Bobby growing up or a character? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see some of the kids grow up. Um, e even some of the adults, it'll be, uh, you know, Hank will definitely still be selling propane, of course. But uh, I wonder if Hank's the manager now. I wonder if Buck died and Hank took over. I hope Buck died. I could see that. Yeah. Actually, I want to know if like Bobby and that and that girl ever like truly got together. Connie, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Bobby ever has a black friend yet. Were there any black people in King of the Hill? Uh, Roger, the guy who worked at the propane place with Hank. That was like later on, right? I think it was Chris Rock. Then that was like way later on. Yeah, when Bobby yeah. was at like, a comedy club or something too. Yeah, he was trying to do stand up. Yeah, that's the guy that he gets oh, fired from the job and Hank hires him. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay. That's Roger. Okay. That's Strickland Propane. Okay. I don't really remember many um, black think... characters on the show. We had some uh, Asians and some Native Americans. So they were pretty inclusive, at least back in the day. They had, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see if, like, was it, wasn't Hank and Peggy trying to have another child? I don't think they could. I think they were. Tr I think Peggy was trying to blame Hank's narrow urethra, but it turned out she couldn't have another baby. Uh, I remember her like drugging them up with testosterone and shit. I fucking love that. That shit was funny. <laughs> He's fucking jumping over the lawnmower and shit. Yeah. I was like, yeah. He just wants to fuck. No, just. That's all he wants to do. And then he wants to go out and mow his lawn and fuck again. I mean, good old country boy. No, I'm just. Yeah. He wants to listen to Billy Nelson, play his guitar. Mow a lawn. That's one of the early episodes when he went golfing with Billy Nelson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Bobby hit him with the the ball or the uh, stick, I forget. Club. Club, yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, know. 
I'm more I'm more interested to see the development of the characters, but yeah, I want to see it. I'm probably not going to be one of those things where I'm like waiting on every week for every episode. I'll probably let it I build w- up and just kind of binge it. They said they're in hot negotiations to bring it back. The Trump administration made it suddenly very relevant again. I can see that. Yeah. You know, middle-class family in Texas. And how they deal with it all. I mean, it wasn't any uh, hero like Ronald Reagan and... Uh, uh, what's the other one? Jimmy Carter. Oh. Yeah, isn't Jimmy Carter still alive? I don't know. I know he's a big fan of the Bushes. Senior, not junior. <laughs> was it was it George Bush? Remember there was an episode where he went to the presidential thing and he shook one of their hands and he had a limp handshake? Yeah. So he didn't uh, vote for the guy because of his handshake. I think it was Bush. Yeah, it was yeah, it was Bush, yeah. He didn't want to vote. You ever see this episode? Yeah. I remember he doesn't want to vote for him because his handshake isn't good. Yeah, his handshake, like <laughs> Can you imagine him fist bumping with Obama? Handshake. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I love the show. And Hank started off, off on uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He looks a little different. He was a little bit heavier set, no hair. And he yeah, like, a, like a fisherman's hat on or some shit. Yeah. Like and he was always with his mom. Yeah. And Beavis and Butthead were always whacking it in his camper. Yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> yeah, they up? had a house. I don't know why they went to this dude's like camper to be all <laughs> There, there had to have been a reason for that. There had to have been a reason for that. Neighbor said just to beat off, even though I have my own house. Like, what the... You know, they... it's another question. Like, how do they support themselves? I don't they know. Had... They didn't have jobs. Things right? where one of their parents owned the house because their parents just left. So how do they eat and shit like that? They had like, Burger World. Huh? They had jobs at Burger World. Oh. How do they function though? They're just, how do uh, they pay rent? Probably, that's what I'm saying. That's another show. I'm very, very excited about the reboot because that one's already been announced for sure. It's oh. coming back to Comedy Central with two season renewal and a movie and everything. Are they going to bring back Daria? No, I'm just. They, they have the car, aren't they? Are they? Uh no. I think they're doing a Daria spinoff actually about Jody. Oh. Why? I don't know. Maybe they'll do a Daria revival. They're doing Vs. Butthead and they're doing a spinoff. I mean, don't they live basically in the same town, basically? No, I think Daria had moved. That was the point of the, her own show. Oh. Because she never ran into Beavis and Butthead or any of the people. Okay, but she did run into them in, like, Beavis and Butthead, though, right? Huh? She was in Beavis and Butthead at that point, yeah, right? Started. Yeah. She's one of their classmates. Okay. I had that whole box set of Daria, too. I gotta watch it. Jesus, man. But so is not enough time. You have too much shit to watch. Collections. I haven't watched either of them yet. Mm. You have you have too much shit. Entire run of uh of Viva La Bam on DVD. I I don't care for Viva La Bam. Uh, and Robin Big. You ever watched that one? Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Big die? shows. Wait, didn't that one show Robin Big? Didn't that one dude die though? Yeah. Big uh, did. Christopher uh, Big. <sighs> on the Ooh, on the back of the right. first season DVD cover is him like when he was stripping. Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember he had that ridiculous Jerry Curl wig on, and he got the freaking like purple thong. That was, I think that was purple rain or chocolate rain or something like that. I forget. No, that wasn't chocolate rain. That was something else. Wasn't chocolate rain like a YouTube thing? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He called himself Purple Rain then or something. He called himself something ridiculous. And Diva Laban. Emily has to see uh, Don Vito. Did he die too? I think Who's... he did, actually. They're all, they're all passing, man. They're all passing. I, I tell her some of these stories sometimes, but I want to get her to watch this show. Yeah. I think I said I'd watch it. So we're still here, uh, heavy in nostalgia. But speaking of nostalgia, I guess that can lead into our second story there. Uh, a slew of vintage Nickelodeon TV shows has been added to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I don't know if you can tell I'm excited, but I immediately messaged you and Sarah and Emily I, right from the shower. I didn't even get out of the shower before I had the message all. Paramount Plus uh, has added a slew of 80s and 90s Nickelodeon TV shows to help you relive your childhood. The streaming service, which was used to be CBS All Access, now Paramount Plus. This week, they added a big range of sitcoms, cartoons, and game shows from the glory days of Nickelodeon. Uh, Although they are missing some stuff, like, you know, Where's the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Or Wild and Crazy Kids. That's what I'm looking for, those two shows. But they added a bunch of shows. We were just looking at it right before we hopped on this. Uh, they added Ah, Real Monsters. They added all that. Angry Beavers. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, even though it used to annoy me, they added Cat Dog. Yeah, Cat Dog was annoying. Cat Dog was annoying. Clarissa explains it all. Double Dare, Dog. Uh, Nickelodeon Guts. Jeez. Hey, dude, Keenan and Kel. Legends Kenan of the Kel, I'm going to watch Keenan and Kel. I love that one. Yeah? They added Nick Arcade. Will you remember Nick Arcade? I uh, love it. Mikey, the little cartoon guy. Yeah. Walk around the board. They always had that like waiting room theme song, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, they added Rugrats. They added Salute Your Shorts. They added the... Uh, I'm excited about Sleep Your Shorts, I'm not going to lie. Although I thought it was a longer show. Apparently it's like 10 episodes. Really? Yeah, it was two short seasons. felt like a lot longer than that. I think it's because they kept replaying them so much. Wow. And then they added You Can't Do That in Television, which was like Nickelodeon's first show back in 79. Damn. They're still missing some of the big ones, like you said. Uh, What Would You Do? I'd like to see that go on there. I mean, I was a big fan of, like, what was it, uh, Double Dare? Double Dare's on there now. Double Dare, um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. That got added on there. The, that was one of my favorite ones. I'm trying like, to explain, but... Emily, the concept of Legends of the Hidden Temple, how, uh, you know, you have to answer some of these questions and you move closer. But, uh, yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I was always rooting for the Purple Parrots. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder There's why. One of the Purple Parrots, what was the other one? The Blue Barracudas, I think. Uh, Silver Monkeys, I think. Damn, you remember all of them. I don't remember any of that shit. I know there was the red, maybe the red iguana or something like that. I think it was blue barracuda. It was like five or six or seven different colors. Some of them, some of them weren't on every episode because there would be like five teams. Yeah. But I remember like, you didn't even vote for the kids. You just voted for whatever color you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it didn't even matter who it was this week, but I'm going to go with the Purple Paris again. You don't even care. I just love the color purple. Yeah. I'm excited. 
Paramount Plus doing some good things. We got Beast and Bud coming back. You got all these Nickelodeon shows. Pretty excited. Uh, Emily, you excited about all these new shows or not new, but old shows coming to Paramount Plus? Yeah, it was like revisiting my childhood, looking through and seeing all the shows they had. What do you think? What are some of these shows you're excited to watch? Um, well, Rocko's Modern Life is on there. Yes, it Cat is. Cat Dog, Rugrats. Rugrats was uh, nine freaking seasons. I forgot it was that yeah. long. They were children for so long. But they were one of those rare shows that did like a spinoff of like all grown up when they grew up. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I don't remember how long that was around for, but I don't think it was too long. I think it was a couple seasons. I don't think it was many. The original show aired nine seasons. I still gotta watch that crossover you told us about. The Which Real one? Monsters yeah. one. I don't remember it in detail. It was on Rugrats where they meet the Real Monsters. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I don't remember either, but I remember I looked it up on one of the previous episodes while we were talking about it. I think they were like in like Tommy's basement or something. Oh. Maybe they were coming there to scare him? I think it was like a Halloween episode. Well, I like the Halloween episode of Rugrats where they had like the uh, haunted house in the garage and you yeah. got the eyeballs that are crepes and the spaghetti hairs. <laughs> I just want to watch Rugrats. And then Angela's like, I can walk through this and they scared the crap out of her. It was the wasn't that a Halloween one where the grandpa was eating all the reptile bars and his tongue was orange or something? No. Was it orange or, or green? It might have been green. I think you're right. I think it was green. I think that was the point when you ate the reptile bar, it turned your tongue green. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Paramount Plus, we uh, very much appreciate you. We're still going to do one of these deep dive episodes on Nickelodeon one day when I have the time to write it up, do some research. Uh, I know we said we were going to drop a bonus episode in the next week or so, but uh, life happened and circumstances have changed, so we'll get you uh, some stuff when we can. Um, but yeah, Nickelodeon, Paramount Plus, very much looking forward to it. Uh, if anybody's listening from uh, Paramount Plus, yeah, please add some Wild and Crazy Kids and Pete and Pete, yeah. Or, you know, pay us. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll, they can pay me in some good TV. There you go. Uh, but now I got we got some more somber news. You know, we're talking about nostalgia and all things new or old. And but uh, we got some uh, some bad news, and I guess it ties into some nostalgia because uh, George Segal, most recently well known for his role on The Goldbergs, pops, uh, died at 87 years old from complications from surgery. There go. Will you Bye, watch The Goldbergs, Will. Huh? You ever watched the Goldbergs? Were you a fan? No, not really. I knew who he was, but I mean, I've I've seen bits and pieces of Goldbergs. You yeah. know, I, mean, I never I never watched a lot of TV like that. Yeah, I know you're always more into like movies or animated stuff. Yeah, sorry. But uh, man, every time me and Emily would watch the show, because he's getting old. He was getting older, eighty-seven. And even on the show, they were slowing him down. They were doing episodes about how he's getting old and he has to slow down. Yeah. It, almost like they knew. Yeah. And every time me and Emily were watching the show, I'd be like, man, I need Pops to live forever. He can't die. Damn. And then, sure enough. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I know today we lost uh, Jessica Walter today. I saw that. 
And then we lost her today. I was like, God damn it, we're just losing everybody. Yeah. They come in threes, they say, right? Unfortunately. Well, we lost more than three already, I think so. Well, they said uh, George Seagal's acting credits span decades. He began all the way back in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. He's been acting for over 60 years, man. What? Uh, he's, he's, you know, he's won a couple of Golden Globes. He's an Oscar nominee. Uh, he's had hit TV shows. I think he was on, what, Just Shoot Me, was it? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, they had a, like a lot of floods coming in from the cast and crew about how how much of just a nice guy he was. And he said he was just like us, like on the set. He was just everybody's friend. He was everybody's. He was just hanging around and tell old stories and joke around and laugh. And he was like the life of the cast. And even at eighty-seven years old, he was still bringing people joy and still working. He didn't even look eighty-seven, honestly. No, you're he right. Just his sixties, man. You still look young for his age, so. Yeah, he took great care of himself, I guess. But uh, yeah, the cast just all tore up. I think they did some kind of tribute, like in memoriam, but it was just like a picture graphic on the latest episode. Is what I read. I know his last episode will air in April, the last one he filmed before he passed away. So how do you think they're going to write him off? They're just going to have him, like, die on, like, This is what we Emily talked about. What are they going to do with the character? Because they already filmed, like, they finished whatever episode that was. So they can air that episode in full without having to address anything. But where do you go now? They have to address it on the show. Do they have to, like, sit Adam down? Because Adam and him were best friends on the show, even still to this, like, current yeah. season. So, I mean, they... they... Can write them. They can like do it off screen and stuff like that. I hope. Well, they have to do it off screen, but I hope they at least have like a, a sit down or something where they. Well, I mean, like. Or they, they, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Here's my thing with Emily: is are they just gonna keep doing the show and not address it? Are they gonna cancel they the show? They have to address it. They have to. Yeah. Unless I hope. They, hope they don't. I hope they don't. Unless they just episode, end the show all together. I don't know. No, I don't think they canceled. That was the last episode. Yeah, Pops and Adam's relationship was one of the big storylines, like from episode one. Yeah. I mean, they can do another storyline of how he affected his life and stuff like that. They can always do, like, they can always edit, like, things that he taught him, like, beforehand and stuff. They can oh, still find ways of bringing him in the show. Break down and cry oh, like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, though, unfortunately. Ah. Oh. It's such a good, you know, good relationship between the two. He taught him about girls and cars and school. And when when his family was wrong, he had no problem calling them out and telling them they were wrong, even if they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, I I, because of that, I might go back and watch the show. It's such a good show. Will, yeah. you love 80s nostalgia. Like, there's a whole episode about Ghostbusters. There's a whole episode about the Transformers animated movie. Like, <laughs> which Pops is a big part of that because Pops takes him to go see it. And then, you know, Optimus Prime dies in the first couple of minutes and he's like, don't worry, he's going to come back. Mm. And it cuts to the movie being over and he's like, they didn't bring him back. <laughs> like, and that, and, but that episode was him trying to teach Adam how to deal with death and stuff. Wow. Like, each one had a meaning and each one had a story and a recurring theme and. Uh, it's such a good show, though. 
and uh, Barry from uh, you know Dan Fogler from Take Me Home Tonight. He's a good. He shows up every once in a while, and his dynamic is good. But uh, I think besides Pops and Adam, I like Barry and Adam best. But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess rest in peace to uh, Pops, Emily. What do you? Uh, I guess it was a good run, right? You gonna miss Pops? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a lot of people will miss him. Yeah, uh, George Segal, uh, rest in peace. You know, he brought many people, many good memories, and uh, but you'll always be Pops to a whole generation of people, and you'll be probably most well known for that just because of how recent it was and how popular it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, George Segal. Thank you for all the good memories there. And, uh, I guess that's all the news stories I have. Uh, ended that one on a somber note. But uh, okay. no. that was all the news stories I had this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll. I would like to say things are going to cheer up and we're going to start talking about something happy. But we're here to talk about Pandorum today, so I guess not. All right. Fuck you. No, <laughs> I guess I guess it's all downhill from here. I don't know. Hey, Pandorum wasn't that bad of a movie. Uh, sure, sure. Fuck you. No, just... Um, you can find us on social media, Midnight Evil Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Find us on Anchor, Midnight Evil Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, you can find us all over the place. Uh, so we're here today to talk about episode 7 on the Taking You Back podcast. This is Pandorum. Pandorum was released September 25th, 2009. It is rated R. Sci-fi horror. It's an hour and 48 minutes. The budget was $33 million and the box office was $20.6 million. So they did not even come close to making the money back, let alone a profit. Uh, it was distributed by Icon Film Distribution. Production company was Impact Pictures and Constantin Films. It was directed by Christian Albert, who I looked at his credits. The only other movie I've ever even heard of was Case 39, if you remember that one. That was a supernatural horror film that had Renee Zellweger, Bradley Cooper, Ian McShane. I don't think I've seen that I think one. she was like a caseworker, like a social worker, and she was trying to help some kid or something, and... Oh, for a second, I thought, I thought you were talking about the fourth kind or something. No, no, no. Uh, it was called Case 39. That's the only other movie I even had heard of. I think he didn't really do much. I think it's because those, both of those two movies, honestly, were flops, box office holes. Hmm. Um, movie star Dennis Quaid and Ben Foster. Um, this isn't Dennis Quaid's first foray into horror because Dennis Quaid, uh, back in the day, was most known for playing Mike Brody. In uh, Jaws 3D. (laughs) (laughs) The classic Jaws sequel. Uh, Ben Foster has also been in quite a few movies. He was in uh, most notably the Laramie Project back in the day. uh, The 2004 version of The Punisher. He was in Six Feet Under. Uh, He was in Bang Bang You're Dead, which was a great movie. If you haven't recommended, I recommend it highly if you haven't seen it. It's about like a school shooting movie. In the early 2000s, though, so before it became common police. Uh, he also recently played uh, Lance Armstrong in the program. Did he? 
Yeah, so he's been in the, he's he's uh, he's a good actor. I like him. Mm. Uh, Will, when did you first discover the movie Pandorum? What were your first thoughts and impressions when you watched uh, it? I saw it in September of that year, or October. I want to say it was October, because I know it was I, it was like around the Halloween season, like you know, you know how down here they start early. So, what were your thoughts and impressions when you first saw it? I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, man. I'm sorry, I loved it. I don't. Uh, I didn't remember everything about it, but I remember enjoying it a lot more the first time I watched it than I did this time. Well, we also uh, didn't watch it in one shot. Yeah, that could have. <laughs> That's probably not why. Helped. Uh, we watched it in like three different sittings. I was like, because we just. You know, work and stuff and schedules. Right. So we would watch like at 45 minutes and then have to stop it. And then like two days later, watch another 45 minutes. So that probably didn't help. No, it doesn't sound like it did. But, uh, Emily, what were your thoughts? When did you first see Pandora? Was this the first time you had seen it? This was the first time I saw it. Um, I thought there were certain points in the movie that were a little bit slow. But overall, I thought the storyline was... Not bad. Uh, certain things reminded me of a different movie, but which, I think it was still good. Which movie was that? The Descent. Oh, uh, yes. The Creatures. The Creatures reminded me a little bit of The Descent and the whole setting of your trapped. Yeah, and I remember I, you pointed that good. out a couple times while we were watching it even. Um, which, if you guys haven't seen The Descent, I highly recommend both Descent movies. I, I like the first one better than the second one. Oh, the first one was better, but the, the second one definitely wasn't a bad movie by any stretch. Which is oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hard was. for a rare, like a rare horror sequel that wasn't bad. That's a good question. Can you think of any sequels to a movie that you like better than the original? Whether mm-hmm. horror or any other category? Will, what do you think? A sequel to a movie that was better than the original? Like... When you say original, or do you mean like the first movie? Uh, like to me, uh, everybody says Rocky Four was the best Rocky, where okay. he goes to Russia. Now, to me, my favorite Rocky was Rocky Two. I liked Rocky Two better than I liked the first Rocky. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that don't like the the Phantom Menace when it comes to Star Wars Episode One. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even get to talking about Star Wars <laughs> because I mean that's the first thing I kind of thought of, but I mean. Ah oh, man, I remember a lot of people like uh, Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street three better than they like the first one. Like, part of me wanted to say like Jurassic Park two was better than the first one, but it wasn't. No, that was the Lost World, or was that? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a Lost World. That's one in the city. Yeah. Uh, Emily, is there any movies that you can think of where you like the sequel better than you like the original? You know, I'm trying to think of series. I'm trying to think of you know things like Terminator and. Terminator Rambo 2. And Terminator 2 is definitely better. Of, like, what? But it's it's hard. Like To me, Rambo, the first one, was the best one. Because to me, like movies with a, yeah. a, multiple sequels, to me, oftentimes, I find that uh, the sequels have their own benefit, like their own like pros and cons. Yeah. It's hard to say. Like They get watered down what's sometimes. What's better? Sometimes they uh, do get watered down, like the more sequels. I got one for you. I love The Devil's Rejects way more than I like House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Okay. Well, 
That was Rejects. House one of, of my favorite movies of all time. Was, and I know a lot of Rob Zombie movies are gritty, but for me, it was a little too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen like The Devil's Rejects from beginning to end. I might have oh, to go back. I'm missing out. I, I wouldn't have say I have seen it from beginning to end. I gotta make that one of my picks. Uh, it's so good. Um, trying to think of other movies. Uh, I like Clerks 2 better than I like Clerks 1. That's uh, an impossible decision for me. I like City Slickers 2 better than I like City Slickers 1. Okay. I can't make that decision. I can't. I can't. Don't worry, Will. City Slickers is on the schedule coming up. Son of a bitch. Uh, heads up, spoiler alert, way in advance. Uh, the week after we do City Slickers is a staff pick week, and it's my pick. Uh, we are definitely covering City Slickers 2 back-to-back. They're good movies. Spoiler, way in advance for anybody listening. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say Wayne's World 2. I enjoyed more than the first one, but... I like the first one better. Uh, the only reason I love the first one more because I was a big fan of... Uh, I like the storyline better. I got a perfect one. Everybody... Forgets about the first Austin Powers movie. It's always the second one or the third yeah. one that they like better. Yeah. Well, the first one I like because it had Elizabeth Banks in it. So. Yeah, and had Will Ferrell, who wouldn't die. Yeah. Remember? He, well, he shows up in the other one and the second one, I think. <laughs> uh, oh, there's just so many good movies. Some of them are just hard. No, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to uh, ah. covering more sequels. The Dark Knight. The Batman one? Where the, you get the Joker in the second one? Yeah, that's true. Batman Begins was the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dark Knight was definitely better. It was better than the third one, too. Yeah. It was the best one in the se- I'm not a big horror movie. Uh, not horror movie, sorry. Comic book movie fan. <laughs> but, uh, I, I've seen them all. I just think most of them are terrible. Have you seen the Justice League Snyder Cut yet? No, we have not. I have not. I, it have took not us, time. I need a day off of work for yeah, to watch It took us movie. three sittings to watch Pandorum in an hour and 48 minutes. Well, have you seen the first Justice League movie? Yes. Not a fan. Big fucking difference. Big fucking it? difference. You watched the new one? Yes. You watched all four hours in one setting? Yeah. Well, I took a break at the two-hour mark to get more snacks and shit, and that's it. Yeah, okay. it's an intermission. Well, that's understandable. Everybody needs some more snacks. I will tell you this, though. After watching the Snyder Cut, Josh Whedon literally went to sabotage that movie. Did he? You think so? By leaps and bounds. He literally tried to sabotage that movie. Well, now I, gotta, I want to watch it even more. I know now, though, that because this one is getting such praise and stuff, they're like going to other old movies. They're like, what else do we have different cuts of? Like, well, the mean- director... Uh, a freaking Miss Doubtfire came out and said there's an R-rated cut of that movie. I want to see that right yes. now. Wouldn't you want to see that too, Randy? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know what it is? You get a lot of these studios putting their fingers in the pot. Yep. And you're just like, just, just yeah, let it go. Just like the American Beauty alternate ending. Yeah, where they go to the trial and all that. We'll never yeah. see that, I don't think. There you I go. would love to see like... They other filmed that whole ending. I would love to see other versions of movies that they already have filmed. Like they filmed endings, like. Yeah, because if you think about it, there's movies where they finished it and the ending was a darker ending. Studio's like, no, we need a happier ending. Yeah, like, clerks. You know, clerks. that's what I want to see. Like, 
Yeah, well, you've seen Clerks, the first one, right? The black yeah, one. Yeah. And you know, the original ending to that movie was that uh, he gets killed. No, really? Yeah. Doesn't some isn't someone like trying to rob the convenience store yep. and he shoots him? And he shoots him. Oh shit! And that was the whole original ending. Like he wasn't even—I'm not even supposed to be here—and he gets killed on his day off. Like the irony of it. <laughs> so like there was like at that point there was no real intentions of making a second one. Oh no, this That's was Kevin okay. Smith. He like sold his comic book collection to make the movie, and he was doing it all himself. He financed the whole thing himself. Mm. He didn't know it would turn into what it became. That's true. Yeah. Cult classic. I, I just want to see more like like directors and producers actually finish what they wanted to do with the movie. Yeah, that's it. And uh, Will, you were a fan of comic book, uh, of comic book men, right? Yeah. So um, there's a great interview right now. Uh, if you go to, it's a three part interview. Um, the first part is on Kevin Smith's podcast. Mm-hmm. His podcast. And he sits down and talks with uh, Walt and Brian from Comic Book Men, Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson. Yeah. And Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. So the four of them sit down and they talk about how they all met and the uh, the genesis of their friendships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk about Comic Book Men. And Kevin Smith said he had a, got a call from his friend saying that somebody from AMC wants to just sit around and talk and pitch ideas. And he's like, I don't want to do that, man. And mm-hmm. then he's like, well... The guy's a stoner, and he's like, all right, well, if I'm going to sit around and smoke weed anyway, I might as well smoke it with him. <laughs> I'd probably pay to watch that. Yeah, and they were just sitting around, and the guy's like, they're smoking, and the guy's like, man, AMC really needs something for uh, to air after Walking Dead's over. <laughs> and Kevin Smith just smoking, sat there and said, you ever see that show Pulling the Stars? <laughs> he's like, what if we do that in a comic book shop? And then the guy loved it, and he took it to AMC, and he's like, yeah, AMC freaking loves it. He's like, now we just got to find a comic book shop. And they're sitting around smoking, and Kevin Smith goes, hey, man, did you know I own a comic book shop? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Basically, he got himself a show. Literally, just like that. And then they sat down with Walt and Brian, and they met them, AMC, and they said, this is the show. It's not about the comic book shop. It's not about being Kevin Smith shop. It's about these two and their chemistry. I remember. I remember back in the day, we wanted to go there too. Yeah, it's still there. there. It's still on the same street. They just moved it like ten buildings down the road. Oh, really? Yeah, recently, in the last couple of months. Where? Wait, where is? What city is it in? Red Bank, Jersey. I don't want to go to Jersey, but yeah, I don't know. that's why I haven't been there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make an exception for them. I told Emily just the other day, if we ever go back to New York, we have to go to Jersey. I'd love to go there. They got a whole uh, Tell Them Steve Dave, which is Brian Johnson and Wolf Flanagan's podcast with Quinn. That's been on for like over 10 years. Oh, um, inside the secret stash now, in one of the back rooms, is a whole like general store just dedicated to the Tell Them Steve Dave podcast. Oh, wow. Pretty badass, actually. But yeah, any given day, you can walk in there. You can see you know Ming or Mike Zafik or... Sunday Jeff or some of the, all these people you see all the show. So that's pretty cool. I know Walt Flanagan actually retired after being the manager for like 20 years of the shop, though. Did he really? Yeah, recently. Because he always talks about now how he just sits around because he has nothing to do. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Oh, damn. That's got to suck, man. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, we got off topic again. There we go again. Sorry. <laughs> we started talking about sequels, and now we're talking about comic book men. And... It all ties together. It all ties together. It all ties together. But don't worry, hey, Clerks is on the schedule, too. So. There we go. Clerks and Clerks, too. I think Mallrats is on the schedule down the road, too. So. Oh, God, I haven't seen those movies in so long, dude. Oh, Michael Roker. Remember him eating the butt pretzels? <laughs> yes. uh, um, yeah, but we were talking about Pandorum, I'm pretty sure. Hey, did you notice that the ship's called the Elysium? Wasn't that that Matt Damon sci-fi movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was like way later on, though. So that was, I think that was after this. I think it was early 2010s, though. Yeah. But the whole time I was like, ah, oh, that's the name. That's where they got the name. No, I don't think that's where they got the name from. Um, did you have a favorite character in this movie at all, Emily? Um. I guess probably Bauer. Bauer? Yeah. I think he uh, had a lot of internal struggles there. I think uh, the movie was trying to make it seem like he was going to go crazy. He was the one that was crazy. (laughs) Uh, I thought, honestly, I had not seen this movie since probably 2009, and I thought for some reason Bauer and Peyton had switched. Oh, and that that was the twist because I forgot I knew there was a twist, but I forgot that it was that Peyton, right? That's his name, was seeing somebody else, and it was actually just himself when he first got on the ship. Yeah, he was struggling with himself. What about Bauer? Made him your favorite? I don't know. I feel like we didn't get to see like a lot, like with the other characters that they introduced. That's true. I feel like he's definitely the hero of the movie, and they spent the most time on Bauer. Yeah. I think he's a great actor, too, honestly. Ben Foster. Oh, yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit these days. Will, what do you think? Did you have a favorite character? Because I'm going to double down and say mine was Bauer, too. I mean, Dennis Quaid was, like, he he made that movie for me. I think Dennis Quaid might be my ambition to who I want to be in life, because... He got paid handsomely to sit in that fucking chair for an hour and a half of an hour and 45-minute movie. He did not sit in the chair the entire time. He was in he was that chair in that most of the movie. for at least half of the movie. Well, I mean, it was... Except for when he first got out of the pod and, like, the very end, he was in that, like, control room in that motherfucking chair. I mean, just the sole fact that he was, like, the main villain of that movie is... It literally looked like they just... They could have built that set in his garage because he was on one set the whole time. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, I don't know, just the fact that, like, he was awake when they got that message that the Earth was destroyed and shit like that, and it drove him insane. Yeah, he's been around a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite kill or death scene, honestly, was fucking Norman Reedus getting killed. (laughs) He got gutted. I just, I'm finally glad to see Daryl die. (laughs) (laughs) Took too long. Jesus. If you're a fan of Norman Reedus and you want to watch him in an early movie, uh, don't blink. He ain't here long. Don't go up to go to the bathroom. Don't get up to get a snack. You see him on screen, don't look away because he ain't going to be around long. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Emily, did you have like a favorite death or a kill scene? Or... Um, well, I guess probably my favorite death would be um, 
Peyton slash Gallo. Because at the end, he just kind of lets the water wash over him and just sits there in that chair. Yeah, he does. He's the captain going down with the ship. He's like, let me sit in this chair and put my hands over my head so maybe that'll protect me from the waves. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I just really enjoyed the movie. Do you have a favorite death or kill scene, Bill? Um... I can't remember the dude's name, but he was the one that couldn't speak English. Okay. Remember how he fought that one hunter? He fought it, like, hand-to-hand and shit like that? Yeah. He ends up killing it, and then he gets his throat slit by the child one? Yes. That oh, was so, yeah. so mad. She was so mad when we saw that. Yeah, I was, I was pissed was, off. I was like, oh, it's a little kid. He's going to save it. Oh, my God, he got his throat slit. <laughs> yeah, that shit really got me mad. I was like, motherfucker, I thought he was going to survive. Out of all of them, I wanted him to survive. But... I could see that actor, though, uh... I'd like to see that actor in a live G.I. Joe playing Zartan. I can see that. Well, I mean, hey, wait, wait. We got Billy Zane playing like Zartan at some point. <sighs> <laughs> Billy Zane has made one good movie ever, and that's from uh, The Demon Knight, where he played the demon guy, and he was just hilarious. He was pretty funny in that one. I'll give him that. He we got to watch Best role ever. Come on. Wait, didn't that tie into uh, Bordello of Blood? Um, it was supposed to. Supposed to? Okay, okay. I remember you talking about that. It was supposed to be a trilogy. From Dust Till Dawn was supposed to be the first one. Oh, okay. That would have been crazy. Really? I don't know, man. Really enjoy, I really enjoyed Pandorum, because it just seemed like something that's kind of possible. Thinking about it being... Imagine being in hypersleep for so long. Yeah. Imagine that, dude. Like... And, uh... The twist ending, without even spoiling that yet. Uh, whew. That got me. That was some, yeah. I was not expecting that. Well, you know what, Will? I can say there was one thing I really, really uh, liked and loved about this movie, and that's the overall look and the feel. The special effects, there wasn't many, but they did look great. Yeah. The cinematography looked great. The sets looked great. The When they show later on the whole planet and stuff, tennis and... Uh, yeah. Underwater scene, the animals, the the creatures, everything about the design of this movie, I loved everything. The look, the right. feel, the cinematography, everything, the effects. I loved everything about how this movie looks. I'll give it that. I really did. Now, you know what? You know, I don't think they ever explained how long, like those hunter things were on the, were were there because those were people who yeah. woke up well, early. They were asleep for at one point. I think. Yeah. Wasn't like nine hundred years. It was. It was like nine hundred and twenty-three years, years or something like that. Yeah. So they they like imagine evolving at that point, dude. Like they started the ship off at what, like sixty thousand people, and they and yeah. you know they, they end with like just under like two thousand. I think it was like twelve hundred. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Population. Can you imagine? That's fucking ridiculous, dude. Um, Emily, what did you think of the overall look, the cinematography, the effects? thought it was very visually appear, uh, appealing. I thought the effects were incredible, especially everything about, you know, the whole ending scene. Um, yeah. yeah, the creatures, I really love the design for them. They oh. do remind me of the descent. They do. But, um, I just, yeah. I think the whole thing was really interesting. Like, even the, even parts of, like, the design of the ship, like, when they're crawling in the ship. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything about the movie looks uh, beautifully done. Especially I like the ending when they pan out. And you see 
the overall look of Tannis and stuff like that, and the water around it with the animals. Well, what did you think of the overall look and the effects? The oh, I freaking loved it, man. I just part of me wishes they would have gotten more detail about how like they evolved into those creatures. But I mean, if you think about it, like I don't know, you know how I don't want to spoil anything, but I don't want like how long they've been there. And thinking about it, like okay, there's no one awake. So imagine being alone on an empty ship for years. Yeah, with these creatures too. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. Imagine because like the first people, they eventually evolved into those. They had to evolve in the dark and stuff. Yeah. Well, wow. Will, what did you think of the ending of the movie overall? Oh, I loved it, man. I wish they would have gave us a sequel. I. I like can't... a sequel on Tannis. Yeah. Because oh, I would have loved to see because obviously. Well, yeah. About... Prequel too. I prequel honestly but i would love to see a sequel because i know like those creatures aren't all dead yes yeah. you know and then eventually they would have to go back to the ship to get supplies so like there's yeah. still a threat there so not only that you have a sequel built in because this is a new planet exactly. You know planet exactly so i mean why Just not getting from just getting from the pods to the land could be a movie in itself with all those creatures we saw swimming around. Exactly. You don't know which ones are dangerous, ones are, which ones aren't. It could, I could see it being like a whole freaking, like a built-in world, honestly, if it would have did better in the box office, man. Emily, what did you think of the ending of the movie overall? Um, I think the movie really picked up towards the end. Yes. Uh, I think there was a very... There were a couple twists. One of them, I... Uh, I kind of saw coming the other one. I was completely shocked. Which one was that? Uh, the one I was shocked at? Yeah. Was uh, that they were underwater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You hear, uh, like, underwater noises. Spoiler like, alert. We're going to yeah. talk about the ending. So <laughs> if you don't want to hear spoilers, this is the part where you turned it off. Feel free to talk about the ending. Go ahead, Emily. With the water. Yeah. Well, you asked me what twist surprised me, so I figured. <laughs> no, no, listen. We're always going to talk about the ending of the movies. I just try to hold it off until the last, like. Plus, like, can you really consider it a spoiler? The movie's been out for so long. The movie's been around for thir- 12 years? Thir- 12 years. If you haven't seen it by now, chances are you're not going to watch it. Yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. Spoil it. No, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, you were saying with the water and the. the uh... Yeah, when they, uh started hearing noises and you see like it looked like one of the creatures was like had lights or something i don't know what you would call it it's probably well, they're, they're all bioluminescent yeah they glow, <laughs> they glow they glow in the dark and stuff would you yeah. would you watch the movie again emily would you recommend it um i'd recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it um if i am going to rewatch it it probably won't be for a while yeah <laughs> What do you think? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Thumbs in the middle? What would you give it? I'd give it a thumbs up. It was still worth the watch, even if certain points were a little slower. Will, what did you think of the ending overall? Oh, I freaking loved it. Again, like, I wish it would have gotten a sequel, but for what we got, I really enjoyed it. I love a good sci-fi kind of movie like that. Something impossible. Ever seen ending, like, a, another sequel. It's a shame because if it did better, they could have had like a whole series. Oh yeah, because the thing that that gets me, look, we're gonna sequel. Obviously, like those creatures would still be there, and they could be competing 
for the same resources as everyone else's. Yeah, and it intrigues me because that we don't know what's on that planet either. Yeah. They said it was like Earth like, but I mean that doesn't that means whatever. Like you know. So if you watch the movie again, would you recommend it? If you're a fan of good sci fi kind of like movies and stuff, like a good sci fi adventure, would you really consider it a horror movie? Yeah, I guess it definitely has horror elements. Okay. But I mean, I would definitely recommend it. Definitely. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in oh, the middle? Definitely thumbs up. Uh, I thought the ending was awesome. It was my favorite part when they shoot out of the pods and you see Tannis and they, like, they pull out and you see the whole planet overall and the skyline view. They were there for they were there the entire time. Yeah. They I wonder were, how long they were there for. I think for the budget they had and the shots they did, they definitely spent most of the budget on the overall production look, the visuals. Uh, like I said, it's not a bad movie. To me it was just slow at times. I also think that the fact that I broke it up into like three different sittings didn't help. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, if we had watched it straight through. Yeah, because I remember watching this in 2009 and loving it. I don't think you guys were going to like it, honestly. Uh, no, I remember loving this movie when it came out. I remember I, I had it at one point on DVD or Blu-ray or something, and uh, I'm a big fan of Ben Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a great actor. And, and visually, it's a stunningly awesome-looking movie. I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle for me. I recommend it if you like a good sci-fi movie. Uh, I think it's just a little slow at times, but hey, so is Alien, so. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that, like, when they showed those creatures, they they weren't aliens. They were just, yeah. they were just evolved they, humans. It was, they actually Emily pointed out that I, I noticed they highly remind me of the Descent. Yeah. And the yeah, Descent creatures, came out before Pandora. Yeah, because remember, those creatures, they didn't, they didn't see, they lived in darkness, so they didn't. Yeah, uh, like these ones. Yeah, so. Maybe they were inspired by it or something, or maybe they just ripped it off. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I give it a thumbs in the middle. But that's like I said, because I broke it up into three different sittings. I love the first movie. I love it when I first watched it. It's funny how you like you it, keep like, comparing it to like the descent. There was a lot of scenes that they did copy. Yeah. That scene where she's sitting in the yeah. pool of like filth. Yep. They did it in Pandorum too. He's trying to crawl over the bodies yeah. in the pit. Yeah. yeah. Wait, which one came out first, Pandorum or oh, Descent? The Descent came out first. Absolutely. I don't well, know if Descent two came out before Pandorum, but the first Descent one hundred percent came out before Pandorum. Hold on. The first Descent was two thousand five or two thousand six. This was two thousand nine. Oh. I mean, I remember going to see the Descent in theaters and stuff. Oh yeah, I love those movies. <laughs> I highly recommend those if anybody's listening and wants to watch a good movie. If you yeah. want to see what Pandora could have been, go watch The Descent. I will tell you this. I took, um, I think I went with Eddie to go see that movie, and he had, like, claustrophobia, and he freaked the oh, fuck out. Yeah. He freaked out, like, started hyperventilating in one of the scenes, like, you know where they're trying to get through that narrow tunnel? Yeah. Get yeah. stuck and start freaking the fuck out, dude. Yeah. Um, I thought the opening shots of outer space were look looked pretty good. You know, sometimes that can look pretty cheesy. Yeah. If you've ever seen Jason uh, X, but <laughs> as an example of how bad outer space can look, and this is an example of 
Uh, that's one thing Pandorum did is they made every scene look beautifully. Uh, I thought it was gross when he like, peeled off the layer of skin when they came out of the things. It was like a oh, sunburner. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, that's just... No. I, I don't know what that was, but... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And with all the technology in the future, the one thing we wasted on is a laser that can shave your beard. Hey, that's not a waste. That's not a waste. No. That's a waste. No, it's not. We are supposed to, are supposed to uh, get better as society and, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so we have to put ourselves on rusty as razor no. blades instead of nice laser shavers? No, you shouldn't shave at all. You should be men. Men have beards. What about women? Well, women could use it, but he was shaving his face as a man. Oh, okay. So your your issue is just men who don't do real shaving. No, my issue is men who shave. Period. Oh, anyway, oh. shave. <laughs> we live in a in a higher level of society. We need to be well groomed. No, just take that back. Hey, free. Yeah, you need to be well groomed in space. I highly recommend shaving your head at any point. Go ahead. I don't like long hair, but uh, they're gonna have long hair. Just be on your fucking face. Real men have beards. I'm sorry, genetically speaking, I was born that way. God damn it! I'm your beard and goatee right now, and your mustache. Look, if if I can go somewhere and they're like, hey, if they're like, hey, we can take your long hair and give you a beard, I'd be like, all right, we'll do it. Well, that isn't possible right now, Randy. Well, you look like a Rogan on my face. Okay, I can't just rub like baking grease and beer on my face and just beard. Okay, it doesn't work that way. That's how real men grow beards, Will. Apparently, apparently. I shaved my face uh, with a Ford F-150. Like, no, just... <laughs> uh, I thought it was gross. They were eating the grasshoppers, but I get it. It's protein. protein. I mean, if they didn't have any other food. Hey, the one guy was about to eat then. Yeah. Until they were like, we can maybe save this ship. And he was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And he lets them down. <laughs> Um, that little dude. Not only, and not only will did the creatures rip off the descent, um, they fucking ripped off the Legion of Doom because I don't know if you noticed the shoulder pads with the spikes on them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was a rip off, but I'm looking at them the whole time I'm like, oh, here comes the Road Warriors. <laughs> I mean, did they have the theme music playing? Well, they would have got that pop if they did. Okay, hold on, hold on. Fuck you, mosquito. Gotcha, biatch. Okay. Uh, one of my notes is this is Dennis Quaid's easiest, mo- easiest movie role. He never leaves that fucking chair. <laughs> are you are you just saying that because you're jealous of that chair? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm just jealous that he got paid to do that. <laughs> I wonder if he got to take the chair home. I, don't know, I want the chair too. <laughs> That's why I couldn't be famous. I'm like, I want that prop. I want that one. I want that yeah, one too. Yeah. I want the outfits I wore. In yeah, this movie. that one. I want the clothes. Uh, didn't Ryan Reynolds get in trouble for taking the Deadpool suit? Probably. Did, I he, think so. did he really I'm take it? I mean, he is Deadpool. So That's there. awesome. Yeah, what do you do? Fire me? He said, fire me. I'm already fired. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm famous. Uh, I think... when they're trying to be quiet, everybody on the ship is always screaming and yelling in the hallways that echo. Like, I don't know. Just a natural like thing people do. Is that one of those horror movie tropes? You know, everybody's yes. screaming and yelling when they're supposed to be quiet? Yes. Everyone be like quiet. Every horror movie ever. Yeah. Or they're hiding and they make a loud sound and they give their position away. 
Where they run upstairs instead of out the front door? It's in every movie ever. It's like that, it's like that commercial. Let's go hide in the barn behind all these chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. If you want to watch a horror movie that pokes fun at that, uh, watch Scream. But not only Scream, watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, oh. That was a good movie, though. That's on my top ten list. I love that movie. He talks oh. about the final girl and how she has to be a virgin. And he's like telling this crew that he's like a movie? serial killer or something. And they want to follow him around because they want to see if it's bullshit or not. Oh, it's like a documentary film. Yeah. Students. And uh, he tells them he's a serial killer. And he's getting ready to go on a, like a hunt again. And so they, they're going to follow him around because they think he's lying. They think he's bullshitting. Uh-huh. So, like, he'll show them him stalking this girl and how he sets up his house so that when all these kids come to party, he's got it all set up with booby traps so he can kill them at all. And Yeah, he, oh. like, takes them through his whole process. The whole process. He meets, they, they meet his mentor, the guy who trained them how to be a serial killer. Um, you meet his, I forget what he called him, but, like, his arch nemesis is Robert Englund. He's a professor that's been hunting him down. What? <laughs> It's such a good movie. They they have like the final thing at the barn where he's trying to ki- kill all these people and uh, they twist it around and there's the whole they make fun of the last girl. They make fun of the oh let's go to this dangerous looking barn like <laughs> such a good movie. Uh, anybody who wants to watch a great horror movie that makes fun of horror but does it in a way that is informative, watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It's so good. Okay. Uh, I thought the lightning effects looked good when the ship, the reactor core. I thought uh, it was the sets were you know big in scope and they looked fantastic. The baby monster that looked pretty cool too. The ship looked big and awesome. The planet looked incredible. I loved everything about the visual effects of this movie. Everything. That, that's another thing that got me. The ship landed itself, right? It didn't crash, right? Yeah. Huh. Well, I think I think they were going to that planet. Well, yeah, they're originally going to that planet. That was the whole point, but still, like, I think what the mission was like. I think it was supposed to take like 120 something years. Yeah, and 923 years was the whole. Yeah, damn, that's a shit long time to evolve and shit. Yeah, and that, that's the thing that I find crazy. They could get to the planet. They can get on shore, and then like. They could just be animals or monsters and just kill them. They don't know what happened now because it ended. Because the first people to ever go and live on this planet, so they don't know what's there. Yeah, that would have been the end of humanity, but I would have loved to see what, like, if there were people on that planet, too. Yeah. Can you imagine that being so freaked out? Like, hey, man, what the fuck is that thing falling in the That's ocean? So they, they could have done so much with this, like, universe of Pandorum. I'd like to see a remake in, like, 10 or 20 years, and if it does good... I like to see them spin off. They can make a whole movie or show about Tannis, and you yeah. can make a whole another one about how the creatures were made. Like, there's so many stories that they can still tell. Now, let me ask you something. Okay, like, all right, you know how like the Snyder cut of Justice League is four hours. Yeah. Would you sit there and watch a movie about Pandorum that's four hours long, but it went to greater detail? If it was good, yeah. Uh, yeah. If it was like into a lot of detail. I don't know. Like, would you you be okay with normalizing watching a movie for four hours? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Well, that's like, would you sit down and watch, like, the whole Godfather series or the whole Lord of the Rings series? 
No. <laughs> well, those are a little bit longer. Not Lord of the Rings. Those are a little longer. Godfather, yes. But like, Lord that's Rings, like no. saying, would you sit down and watch like a whole trilogy or something? I, I love, to me, the longer a movie is, the better it is because it gives you more time to get uh, a yeah. feel of the characters. You get more invested in the story. Like, just try to imagine. Movie is, like, 80 minutes, it's an hour and 20 minutes, it's over, and that's it. Yeah. Because I'm just I'm thinking of movies that are really short, but if you extended them to four hours, they'd be a lot better. Think about movies that are really long and how much more invested you were. Like how much more invested were you in Braveheart? That was an hour and a half movie. You wouldn't have cared so much. That is true. There's uh, okay. You're right. You're right. There's certain movies that I feel like they can go for a longer distance. Like yeah. like you wouldn't want to watch a four-hour movie of Tremors, would you? <laughs> yeah, I would. Would you? Yeah, of course. So recently, I just got every single piece of the Tremors universe. Oh, God. I got every movie. Uh, I got the entire TV series. Because <laughs> there was a series back in the day on sci-fi that uh, Christopher Lloyd was actually the star. Back to the Future. Didn't it, didn't it only last like a season? One season. How long was a season? Th- 13 episodes. Okay, that's not bad. Okay. It was kind of like... Uh, like, each story was something different that was happening. It was kind of like Haven. Remember Haven? Vaguely. Where it was one town, but there was all these different stories, and each episode was about something different that was going on in the town. Okay. Kind of like that. It was all in the same town. It was kind of like Sleepy Hollow, even. Where everything okay. happened in one town, and every but every episode was a different story. Same but characters. Was, but it was still about tremors, though, like yes. monsters. About, like, the different... Because, remember, there was different versions of the monsters, so... Yeah, like, they would go through different phases and stuff, which I never understood. one episode, I think, where, like, the plant life was coming to life and killing people or something. The fuck? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched it, but there was something with plants. Like, killer plants or something. I know this doesn't sound good as a selling point. (laughs) It sounds terrible. Well, uh, Little Shop of Horrors was about a killer plant, and that was fantastic. That's true. I watched or cut of that movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The other movie they were talking about, they were doing a cut of Rocky, Rocky Four. Sylvester Stallone's doing like a director's cut of Rocky Four. Okay. I think he's cutting out all the scenes with the robot. Oh, uh, please do. I, oh my God. <laughs> I remember watching that. <laughs> I remember watching that. Yeah. Like, remember Glow, where they had the robot thing? Like, he had the robot that had all the drugs and stuff. In Rocky Four, he got rich, and he had a robot that would come bring him drinks and stuff. <laughs> Why don't I remember this drug robot? <laughs> you should. That sounds like something I should remember. And then, and then he gave the robot to Pauly, and it was Pauly's best friend. <laughs> like, it was, it went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, the longer the movie, the better. Uh, to me. Thing, it has to depend on the movie. Yeah, I guess some movies can feel like they stretch too long. Like, all right, you remember, remember, um, Rick Moranis and uh, Spaceballs? Yes. Okay, I love that movie, but I wouldn't want to watch four hours of that movie. I don't want to watch the hour and a half cut that exists now. Yeah, <laughs> I love Rick Moranis, but I'm not a Star Wars guy, so it's very rare and far apart that I'll watch Spaceballs. Um, I have I'm it. I'm not a Star Wars person. I remember I saw Spaceballs once a long time ago. I remember I thought it was fucking hilarious at the time. I have it on Blu-ray over there. I bought it. We just haven't watched it. Come haven't on seen now. When the, when he goes like, "Let's comb the desert," and they're literally combing the desert. Come on, that's just stupid. <laughs> I'm just a fan of Rick Moranis. Like so 
that I was a big fan. Uh, you know, I love Mel Brooks too, like because he was in that yeah. one. Um, but is there anything Rick Moranis can't do? Well, Jersey Big Bully with him and Tom yeah. Arnold. Yeah, he goes back to his childhood home where he used to live, and he's a teacher now. And one of the other teachers is his old high school, bu- or no, elementary school bully, like Fang. They call Tom Arnold Fang. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I'd probably watch that. I'm like Revenge of the Nerds. Remember there's a scene Tom Arnold keeps flicking peas at Booger? Yeah. He's blaming it on Rick Moranis. Yeah. Trying to ask him for help. And he's like, what, more peas? And runs away. <laughs> <laughs> right, one of these days, I'm definitely going to pick one of those movies for like... Feel free. I love Rick Moranis. I mean, it was either that or, I mean, I was thinking of... um. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Love that movie. Oh, God. I can love that movie. I haven't man. seen that movie in forever. I love that movie. I don't even remember if I liked it or not. I was so young last time I watched it. It was, come I on. Think, it, was, it, was like, it was like a good parody movie before. I think Hot Shots. Hot Shots was funny. Or Naked Gun or something like that. Yeah, those movies are great, man. Yeah. Naked Gun had OJ Simpson in it before he murdered people. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Brooke Moranis is one of those actors that I pretty much love anything he's in. He's like Daniel Stern to me. Yeah. Anything he's in, I love. I did not know Daniel Stern. All right, we're going to talk about it. We'll spill the beans now. Uh, uh, next week's episode, uh, since we're done talking about Pandora, unless you guys have anything else, next week's episode is going to be about Little Monsters, and that's going to be a controversial episode because I watched this movie recently as an adult for the first time, and holy shit. Yeah, I had never seen this movie before, and damn. We'll talk more about that next week. Um, yeah. Just, do you guys have anything else about Pandorum before we jump off on Pandorum? No, I mean, you kind of threw me off with the whole, like, you know, little monsters thing, because you're kind of right. <laughs> so you're next right. week's pick is a staff pick. <laughs> next week uh, on the Take Me Back podcast, episode eight is going to be all about little monsters. Um if you haven't watched this movie, I highly recommend you, even if you haven't seen it in a while, I highly recommend you watch it now as an adult before we cover this episode next week. When you mean watch it, really? Pick little monsters. Really uh, sit there and watch the movie. Look. Yeah. Really listen to what they say. Listen to what they say. And then I want you to go and just hop on Google and type, you know, look up little monsters meaning or, uh, the background or the real stories and uh we're gonna talk about some of that next week and whoo we're in for a scene in that movie no i'm just showing style no, you're in for a doozy mm-hmm. I, I i started mentioning it though because i love daniel stern and everything he's in i didn't know he was in this movie yeah i didn't realize that i think he's overall one of my favorite actors because he's done oh, so yeah. much he's even cool. recently he's in that tv show manhattan a couple years ago on wgn oh between that and uh, City Slickers 1 and 2 and... Uh, Wait, can I, can I say this about Little Monsters without giving too much of the movie away? When Fred Savage is... When he eats that peanut butter and onion sandwich, I want to slap the shit out of him. That was the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've, I've never wanted to hit somebody so damn hard. This I thought it was a, a great... Uh, like, um, so you got Fred Savage from the Wonder Years... You got Daniel Stern plays his dad in this movie. Daniel Stern was the narrator. He was the voice of the Wonder Years. Oh, he was? He was the voice. Oh. 
That's him. He's the one that narrates the entire show, Daniel Stern. Emily, uh, you're going to say oh. something? I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I cut Emily off and I threw her off my bed, y'all. How dare you? But uh, yeah, Daniel Stern. You ever see Bushwhack, though, with him? Where he's like the escaped convict and he, he, he's trying to hide in the woods and he gets somehow, um, he gets somehow he kind of like a Wisconsin troop leader. Yeah, I don't know. So they just give him a group of kids and they send them off in the woods. They don't check his credentials or anything. (laughs) They're just like, you must be him. Here you go. And they just send off this wanted criminal in the woods with these kids. Oh, no. And then Celtic Pride. You ever see that? Yeah. uh, What's the guy's name? Dan Aykroyd. Him and Dan Aykroyd kidnapped Damon Waynes. I mean, I love Dan Aykroyd. So, like, (laughs) I will say that his vodka. And they're going against the Utah Jazz. Damon Waynes is the top player on the Utah Jazz, so they decide to kidnap him so he can't play in the finals, so the Celtics will have a chance of winning the championships. This sounds like a horrible plan. It's such an entertaining movie. He was in Chud, one of his first movies. Yeah. Cannibalistic Human Underground Dwellers. Which, if you haven't seen that, I recommend the first one. Don't watch the sequel. Um... But yeah, next week we're talking about Little Monsters. You got Ben Savage from freaking Boy Meets World, Corey. You got Fred Savage. You got Howie Mandel. Uh, Fuck Howie Mandel. Daniel Stern. You got... And then you got the things Nightmares are made of. Um, get into that next week. I'm over next here. Week we'll, uh, we're going to wait a little bit. We're going to try to get it on time, but it was Sarah's pick. We're definitely going to make sure Sarah's there. So coming up for the Midnight in the Podcast video, we have a Nightmare on Elm Street. We will get that out when we can. But like I said, it's going to be a longer episode, so I'm trying to do it right. I'm going to light, you know, I'm going to have a lot of notes and points, and I want to do that one right. It's our big episode 10, and it's one of the flagship uh, movies, you know. We cover stuff like a Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or, or Friday the 13th or Texas Chainsaw. Those episodes might be a little late, but that's because we're going to put a little bit more effort into them, especially me. As the host here, I'm going to make sure to put more effort in there. So we got Nightmare on Elm Street coming up. And then we got next week for the Taking You Back podcast. podcast. Uh, we have Little Monsters. I highly recommend watching it, reading about it, look it up. Watch it as an adult, though. <laughs> and uh, if you have any questions, comments, or anything about Little Monsters, feel free to Leave them for us on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, and we'll talk about it here on the podcast next week. Emily, thank you for joining me. Will? Glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you guys both. And Sarah, we'll look forward to having you back next week on the Taking You Back podcast as we talk about little monsters. Thank you, guys. <laughs>